Welcome to the Augusta Press Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Mace, and I'm recording in the Power Serve Studios right here on Broad Street, downtown Augusta. It's my honor to invite the journalists and editors from the Augusta Press onto this podcast. We're getting to know them, and today we have singer, dog lover, reporter, caregiver, mom of two boys, fairly new to the Augusta Press, Anna Porzio. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. Good. I'm glad to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So instead of like just rehashing the latest articles that are on the website, theaugustapress.com, I wanted to have listeners get to know the people that are bringing them the news. So that's kind of how we do this. So we'll ask you some questions about your past and how you got here and uh, all that kind of good stuff. Uh Uh-oh. All right. Uh Uh-oh. You ready for this? (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Awesome. So where are you originally from? Uh, Originally Louisiana. That's home. (laughs) That's home. Home was Louisiana. And then you moved around and finally got to Atlanta for a while. Is that right? Yes. I grew up mostly in Atlanta. Okay, cool. Graduate high school in Atlanta and all that kind of stuff. All right, cool. And then uh, you've been now on the South Carolina side, but here in the CSRA for about how long? I moved here two days before I started. Two days. <laughs> job, wow. Yes. So, so you're one of the you're having to get to know the area at the same time you're reporting on it. Well, I had lived here briefly before, but I I would definitely say that I'm not familiar. I'm <laughs> playing catch up for okay. sure. <laughs> Where? What's your beat? What's your normal? What are you normally um, reporting on for the U.S. Press? Um. So I've been lately mostly doing the criminal investigative side of things looking through you know the the incident reports as they come in and kind of seeing what everybody's up to wow <laughs> awesome so are you do you feel like you're in learning mode then at the augusta press i am i well both in learning mode and just sort of refresher mode okay. you know I'd, i i've done a little writing in the past and i'm i'm reminding myself okay. of that now gotcha gotcha <laughs> So about what's your day breakdown into? Are you writing for most of it? Are you researching for most of it? It's kind of half and half. What do you end up doing? Oh, gosh. I do a little bit of everything day to day, but uh, a lot of research, Yep. um, a lot of information requests, digging through files. Do you end up helping some of the other journalists and reporters with some of that work, too? Yeah, I do. So you have to put up with Scott and all the rest of them over there. They're all great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> but you've been here since March. Is that right? Or yeah, around March. Or sometime in March. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a little bit. It's hot, isn't it? It is hot. Is it worse than Atlanta? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> what Just about, as bad there. How about the traffic? The traffic is different. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I joke with my, my family about my my commute past all the cows between my <laughs> house and here. And they're like, it doesn't count. It, it doesn't count as a commute. That is not a commute. A commute no. is only if you're stuck on an interstate for hours and hours. My, uh, my wife um, tells me that I was born to drive in Atlanta. Um, I'm slightly aggressive, and I don't get pressured or stressed when I'm in the middle of that. And I wish everybody else was driving like that, I guess. But that's, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you got <laughs> to realign yourself when you get – to Augusta and you realize that you know down here in the south I I grew up in Kansas City and so we would use our horn to talk to each other right and come down here nobody wants to use their horn. oh yeah no it's dangerous I'm, no you don't use your horn what are you thinking <laughs> it might make somebody mad right so rude well how so um let's talk about your history you 
how did you come into writing? You were telling me a little story about, about singing before we got started. So yeah. um, was that kind of led you into being creative or give me a little bit of that story growing up? Um, so I was really like, I was absolutely the quiet kid, okay. I, you know, textbook introvert, just very to myself and lots of thoughts. So I had to do something with them. I needed some sort of creative outlet and I, I tried all of it. I, you know, I, from dance to music to connect a dot pictures, whatever. And, yeah. <laughs> all of it, all of the stuff. Um, and you know, then later on through school I ended up doing some writing, won an award or two for that. And Was this in high school? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, when, so when did you think you could do it? Oh, gosh. You know, it's like your brain clicks. It's like, yeah, I can, I can do this. Was that in elementary school, like when you were younger, or did, you, did that not happen until high school? Maybe. I, my dad was a journalist, so I just grew up around it all okay. the time. Yeah. So did he work from home or did he go into the paper? Where oh, does he was he was in the newsroom. OK. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Long hours, I'm assuming. Right. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the deal. People don't realize that the news is not nine to five. It is happening all the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, my mom said she had to accept that there were no weekends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So he was a reporter uh, journalist in Louisiana. Uh, in Texas and oh, Louisiana. Oh, in, in Texas yeah. and Louisiana. He started, wow. He started in Arlington, actually, and then ended up at um, the Shreveport Times in Louisiana. And he actually uh, was syndicated, a syndicated columnist in 80 papers across the country. So wow. Was, yeah. What was it, what was his, like, angle? What did he focus on? Whatever he wanted to at the end there. Uh, really? He had a column where he, he talked about kind of everything. There were some articles about me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just family life and the world as he saw it and so being had, a man you know whatever wow so he he was enough of a he had enough of a following that he could kind of do whatever he wanted to do he did he was actually the most eligible bachelor in louisiana before my parents got together and wow yeah marriage proposals in the mail the whole deal he was wow billboards yeah he was good something. looking guy apparently that's that's <laughs> great and smart if he's he's riding that's that's mm -hmm. pretty impressive so that's a lot to live up to yeah although and he always told me he was like you know if you apply yourself you're better than me and i was like well i don't know about that but <laughs> You know, that's good encouragement. Yeah. I mean, th and that's my dad. He's been, you know, both my parents. But, you know, my dad and I have that special father daughter thing. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he's always been you know, whatever you decide you're going to do, you're going to do it. So <laughs> and if you followed that advice for a the most part, a little a bit. Little bit? Yeah. <laughs> OK, I gotcha. <laughs> awesome. So um, high school in Atlanta was yeah. what happened. OK, tell me. um Tell me about your favorite teacher. Did you have somebody that kind of taught you about writing? I had some great teachers. I've been very, very blessed in, in, in that department. Um, although the first teacher that really sticks out for me is, is like in grade school. Okay. Um, Tell me about that. Uh, so her name was B.B. Hilliard. Okay. Just the best. Um, and she was, like I said, I was that introvert kid, right? I didn't make friends easily. And she really just embraced me and took me under her wing and made me feel important and, and gave me that initial like love for the classroom, which 
didn't always translate, translate to every classroom. Yeah, it, it wasn't every classroom. <laughs> it was her classroom. Hers, absolutely. And then um, I, uh, I, you know, fast forward to middle school. I went to middle school, uh, private school on a farm. Okay. Wow. That was an experience. I bet. Uh, wow. <laughs> so sheep, chickens, goats. It was, that was really cool. Um, and they got us outside experiencing things as opposed to just always. It's really a, an unusual, unusual uh, middle school experience. It was very cool. How many people in your class? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Wow. So that was it. <laughs> everybody was it. knew. That was the, everybody knew everything about everybody. Yeah. When uh, I say class, I don't just mean the classroom. I mean all of my grade. It was like twenty-two, 22. people. Wow. Um, was it just a middle school, or was it like elementary all the way up? So that school is preschool through eighth. I'd okay. I only was there in, in middle school. But, okay. Um, <laughs> wow. And then high school, I had uh, Miss Green. She was my mythology teacher, and she was just everything. That's I, awesome. She was the best. And my current issues teacher uh, and and uh, history teacher was uh, Turco. He was he was a live wire, and it made it really interesting. So, so you had a creative kind of writing and, and story through mythology and then you had uh, the current events was probably a little bit more like journalism and news. So did right. you you end up writing in some of those classes? I did, and I, I was on the literary magazine team as okay. well. Um, cool. The only person that was ever allowed to join that as a freshman. Ah, awesome. Uh, <laughs> which was a little unnerving to some of the upperclassmen who yeah. didn't appreciate Who's this that. punk? Who's <laughs> this punk girl coming in here and doing this? Right. That's awesome. So you won an award. What did you win the award for? Uh, that was for a creative writing assignment um, in 10th grade. What was it about? If I could remember. Come I on, <laughs> Annie. You really don't remember? I really don't. Wow. Isn't that horrible? That is horrible. That is horrible. I remember the comic book creators, I w comic book heroes I was creating back when I was seven or eight years old. That's awful. So you don't remember. Did you? Do you like um, fiction and creative writing as well as um the journalism stuff? I do. I do. I know. I, I do remember a couple of my pieces. I just don't remember that specific one. But um, <laughs> What kind of stuff did you like to write? The kind that made waves for people. Yeah. Um, I have a habit of trying to take the point that no one else will take okay. and defend it and make it make sense. Oh, slightly argumentative. Oh, ever wow. so slightly. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, d don't be argumentative on the podcast. No, so we have no, to be no. pleasant on the podcast. No, so no. is that what appeals to you about the journalism angle is that you can take a take a stand and um, and maybe ruffle some feathers or what? How do you balance that when you're writing? I do. So it's funny. You know, I, I grew up with all the stories from my dad. And and uh, when I started the job, I said, you know, for somebody who really like in my younger life, cared about whether people liked me when I walked in the room I was like I picked a profession where it's kind of my job for people not to like yeah. me. yeah <laughs> yeah you've got to be irritable right right I have to kind of push buttons and and get in people's business a little bit there's also that balance though when you're a journalist of needing to build uh, contacts like mm -hmm. that you can reach out to so that means you've got to build relationships so you can't be too obnoxious no. to people right <laughs> Of course, okay. of course. <laughs> no, and never obnoxious, just persistent. Persistent. Persistence wow. is key. Have you found um, that in dealing with 
the criminal court system here in Augusta, have you found that persistence to pay off or have you found that you've come up against a few walls every now and again? I think it's going well. Okay. I'll just, I'll leave it there. You'll leave it's it at there? Well. Okay. All right. Um, when you were, uh, you worked for a couple magazines, uh, I believe it was some liter the literary magazine. What did you do for those? Um, I started off as just a writer and sort of, um, we had like a, a panel that decided what was going to make it into the magazine. The magazine. Yeah. And, and so I started off there, um, and eventually worked my way up to art editor. And, um, so picking and placing what art what was getting to go yeah. in there matching that, it with stories and that would be my jam i would i would want to be the art editor <laughs> that would be great awesome um so you're been working with the criminal and the and the court systems give me some examples of some of the stories you've been working on or stuff you've got um in the hopper okay well um i have I know I work with Scott on the murder series that we do, the murder yes. story series every week. So um, you're helping do research and finding stuff and like helping get his stuff aligned. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I kind of pick him out of the hat for him and compile as much research as I can to help him. And wow. We've, and lately we've been sort of passing them back and forth. He'll, he'll write something and I'll add a little bit here and there and, kind of send it back and forth and work off each other. So. Have you ever collaborated like that before or is this new? That's new. Okay. It's new, but I'm enjoying it okay. for sure. That's great. He's yeah. He would be your lifeline to this area. I mean, he is like an encyclopedia. He of, knows everyone. He knows everybody. <laughs> he knows the history. He may not remember a date, but he's going he's <laughs> well, to get he most of it right. For. Exactly. You, you get to go back and, and, and do the research. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so those individual stories and then your – do you cover the daily stuff that's happening from the criminal side? I mean, I know we've got Greg and the um, jail report that's happening, and he's doing some commentary every once in a while. But right, yeah, I've, I've had a few a few of those pop up. Um, there's there's been a couple of stories that I've picked up. There was the um, the trail stalker out in Grovetown. Um, the it's crazy stuff. The urban air incident recently, and. Um, but currently I'm working on um, my own series. It's really? Domestic violence series. Part one and two have, oh, wow. have run already. And I'm I'm working on part three and four now. That's exciting. Yeah. You like doing that? I do. Yeah, That's I awesome. do. I, you know, it's, it's an important topic and I like to be able to, you know, help give a voice where, yeah. where that's concerned. Exactly. That's, that's wonderful. That's great that you can actually... Um, do some good on something that's arguably, uh, I mean, you're not going to find a lot of people saying you shouldn't be helping with that, right? <laughs> it's no, Nobody's going to line up against that. If they right. do, it's pretty easy to beat them down, I guess. <laughs> um, that's that's interesting. Um, cool. Uh, so singing, anything now? Just singing to the dogs? Tell me about you said <laughs> you, you said you got four dogs running around the house. I do. We've got two. And two boys? Yes. That is a lot of a, activity. Yeah, that's my barbarian horde. How do you, so you have to go into the office to write then, I'm assuming. You don't write at home. I actually, I just, I really enjoy writing after everyone's gone to sleep. Okay. And, I, you know, there's that that whole stereotype, the, the kid under the blankets with the flashlight yes. reading their book. I'm the one with the laptop in the dark, just like clicking away. Clicking away. Everybody else is asleep in the mm -hmm. house. I love that. That's great. Awesome. So is that when you think you get like you, the most of your stuff done? You're doing research during the day and then you end up writing kind of in the evenings? 
that's that's the best way for me to work. Yeah, okay, for sure. Gotcha. I get. A, I I seem to be most creative and productive early in the mornings, and then throughout the day, I'm becoming more and more of an old curmudgeon, grumpy guy. <laughs> um, unless I get to do a podcast, which of course is always exciting. Um, awesome. So that's home office setup. You're just on your laptop. That's what you do. I sit there on my bed and <laughs> get your you stuff know. done. Yeah, that's great. Um, how did you get to join the Augusta Press team? Tell me that story. That was really sort of out of the blue a okay. little bit. It was, um, you know, my my kids live here with their dad. Okay, gotcha. And um, I was living in Atlanta, and that's just too far to be too from far. my kids. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I started looking, and um, I've always had a love for journalism, you know, of course. Did you see the Augusta Press when you kind of came back in town? Um, no, I I literally moved here for the job. I mean, okay. it was really I I was like I can't go anywhere until I've got a job lined up, and so I um was online. I saw saw a posting. I said, "Well, why not?" and <laughs> <laughs> give it a shot. And that's awesome. Worked out. Thankfully, you met, met Joe and Kami and the rest of the crew, and yeah. decided to join up. Wow. Well, it it is an exciting endeavor, and. Um, I do really like the attitude that Debbie and Scott and Joe all have, which is keep the make sure that there are established journalists that know the area and know the stories, but yet they also have this uh, the integrity to pass it on to this next generation. It sounds like you're part of this next generation. You're getting to write your own series now. You're coming. You're you're finding your own niche, and um, that's phenomenal. We love it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate getting to know you and getting to know a little bit more of your story. And uh, we're excited to um, have you on the podcast. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.